I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rebel Crow Psychic Show with your host, Athena Silver. We have... The October special, it's spooky, it's creepy, it's amazing, because we have a great guest. Having Shanna Stoker on to talk all about her awesome business, The Ghoulish Gal, and we'll be right back. One of the coolest witches on TikTok that's come out this year, Miss Shanna Stoker. Nice to meet you. So good to meet you too. Thanks for having me on the show. I was really excited when I came across your TikTok profile. You know, I'm always in the community seeing who's new, what's going on, what everybody has going on for their own projects. And I came across your really unique uh, tarot deck. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into um, this type of business? Absolutely. So I've been practicing witchcraft since I was 15. I'm 28 now, so that's 13 years, which is pretty great. Um, and, you know, it took me a while, though, before I really was able to own that identity. And I had gotten to the point where I was ready, but this business really helped pull that out of me 100% and just made me, um, it gave me the outlet to fully express myself as a witch and as a spooky lover of the macabre, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I am. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, when we started this business, we had no idea even what ni what niche we were going to go into. We just knew that we wanted to get out of the nine to five and we wanted yeah. to enter in through a, like a print on demand business. And I, we were trying to decide on which niche. Um, and so I finally decided to pitch this idea of what if we do, you know, what if we have a shop and we create designs that are all based on the occult and the paranormal and, you know, witchcraft, the things that I have a background in that I've been doing for most of my life that I've, you know, always had an interest in from a very, I mean, from in infancy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always been like something my mom says I've always gravitated towards. And so I was like, you know, I feel confident that I could really guide us, you know, cause he's not as much into like the, he, he's learned so much from all of our designing together. And like, of he's course. more of like, he's more of like the numbers guy, you know? And, um, but we've, we really collaborated beautifully together and, it's just, we're having such a good time, but yeah. So the ghoulish garb is the name of our business. Um, and we initially started just with designs on t-shirts. And I said, one day I was re I was working with, um, or learning more researching about the uh, Hecate, the goddess Hecate. And she's very popular amongst the witches in my circle. Um, 
And I just, I loved her story and her imagery. And she's got so much symbolism within like, if you look at the statues and other artwork of her. And so I said, okay, well, I think she would be perfect for the moon tarot card. She's the goddess of the moon. You know, she's all about transformation and having different sides of oneself. And like, you know, it just really fits with the imagery beautifully. And so we started there and I was like, I don't know, you know, we had no idea if anybody was even going to buy this stuff because it was right before from what we saw, it was right before, like three years ago. So it was right before this huge witch boom on TikTok and, and social media and Tara wasn't as big yet. It was, I felt we really got in at the right time and it was just incredible because, um, you know, ever since then copycats are rampant and I'm like, oh, I'm, girl, that's what that's my work why I don't put out half of the stuff I practice, not even a quarter of it because of <laughs> the thievery going on online. It's, it's a lot. It's crazy. But I understand yeah, what you lot. mean. I come from a witchcraft family as well. We've been psychics and readers for many, many generations. And so like seeing this boom that happened a couple of years ago and all this this great awakening and all these new witches coming into themselves. And it's been really great for people who've been doing this as, you know, like a family practice and a lifetime worth of study. It's nice because we're finding a place where it's an open community for everyone. And yes, there's some drama and everybody's (laughs) chasing cloud and craziness, but if you can look past that, you'll find like really good educational vibes and currents running through, which to me attracts me the most, you know? I agree. I really do. And I think it's incredibly validating for people who, you know, I didn't, yes, I had, okay. So like I said, I had my uncle who, I think I said this already, (laughs) my uncle who was first um, introduced me to witchcraft. So I had that familial bond, but the rest of my family, I mean, I was just absolutely terrified and it, do you mind if I ask you, uh, what style of witchcraft were you introduced to? Honestly, his style is pretty eclectic. And so mine is okay. pretty eclectic. I think by, I think that's one of the reasons why from a very young age, I've been less of, um, less likely to put myself in any particular label or box, uh, just simply I because, yeah, well, because there's a lot of things that, you know, like I said, I, I, I said this earlier to some other, to another interviewer, I was it's important to be aware of closed practices. It is important to do your research. It is important to, you know, really study and decide what you're, what's going into your craft. Um, But like, I really enjoy taking a little bit of hedge witchery and kitchen witchery, like every morning, for example, when I make my coffee um, and I stir in my sugar and my cream for every lump of sugar, you know, I add an intention and then I stir it all together and I kind of set the day up with all these intentions in mind and putting my energy into it. And that's my little spell in the morning for me, you know? And so that's a little kitchen witchery that I incorporate in my morning practices. Absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? Well, but then I like, feel like for the eclectic witches, it is a much harder path to navigate because you're getting inundated with everything and navigating, <laughs> you know, how to practice it respectfully and properly. And then, you know, for all of us that are multiracial and work with ancestors, um, it's like the added layer of all this chaos because everybody comes in with their magic and they all want you to practice it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what would you label yourself as? What type of witch? I am 
would say I am an eclectic uh, Caribbean witch. Uh, I practice like folk um, medicine with like curanderismo. And Mm -hmm. I grew up in a Puerto Rican and Dominican household. So of course we had like uh, Mesa Blanca, the the white table set as the altar, the one with all the glasses you see. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was... Was also eclectic in in the way that there was a lot of like brujeria and thrown in there and yeah <laughs> yeah so it, but it was also very like hedge witchy as well mm-hmm. you yeah. know and very yeah, and I think earth based so it's like I kind of float somewhere in between everybody but you know that's the good thing about witchcraft is we don't have to have labels it's good to it can be helpful, but like, we don't have to put ourselves in a box, you know, as long as we're respecting traditions and we're respecting ancestors and ourselves and and our community. Like, I feel like that's the, that's what I love about it. It's like, you totally can put, you, you can put that label if that works for you and makes you feel good, but you don't have to have one, which is. So out of curiosity, what is Halloween like at the Stoker house? Is it like (laughs) nightmare on Elm street meets the Adams family? Or is it like more like Easter? Like what you guys got going (laughs) on over there? (laughs) You know, it's really funny because obviously before my witchcraft journey, I was, I was already obsessed with Halloween. So I had that very, I have this like foundation of very kitschy nostalgia Halloween, right? So I I love Adam's family. (laughs) I love all of like the old vintage masks and just like the quintessential, you know, go into the party store to get your Halloween decorations kind of stuff. I love that. But, um, but like my everyday kind of decoration style is already kind of Halloween based, but more like Victorian goth Halloween. Oh um, my God, you're a girl after my own heart. I love this. that. I love witch, witchcraft beats old ladies decor. Literally, like <laughs> this oh, is I one of my it. this is one of my newest <laughs> lamps. It's got spiders and it's got this little baby right here that's Frederick. Um, I've got two of these. Oh, <laughs> oh girl, yeah. the jealousy is real. <laughs> Girl, listen you can get them to victoriantradingcompany.com i am not sponsored but i should because they're great anyway awesome. <laughs> um yeah victorian trading company so yeah they're incredible and they have a lot of really good stuff because like i victorian gothic is typically the style that i gravitate towards with like design and everything so for my house it's usually always kind of spooky and ready for Halloween. And then because Halloween is still, um, because I still have that foundation of nostalgia, I will throw in like this, the very like quintessential, like jack-o'-lanterns and the little, you know, yeah. like spooky ghost garland and like that kind of stuff. It's, it's a really interesting mix, mix and hodgepodge. Um, but yeah, I love it. But as far as like celebration wise, oh no, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my house is like, Grandma just passed away and her furniture is still here. Like, like dealing, dealing yes. departed vibes. Yes. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. Yes. I love it. Oh, yeah. I have but then so much- add it like, like the vintage-esque type, like Halloween, um, like Halloween decor to the already Abuela's house furniture yes. style. So it's, so you just add a little experience. extra piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But tell me, so you were... So finish your story. We were talking about um, how you celebrate Halloween. Yeah. So I used to, you know, again, with like the whole kitschy nostalgia part of it, um, 
I understood that like it was a party holiday for most people, but I've never been a partier anyway. Um, So I've always like, I would trick or treat, but like, as I got older, I just really enjoyed spending Halloween alone and maybe, maybe contacting some spirits or um, (laughs) like in the past couple of years, I've gotten really into making soul cakes for Samhain and yeah. And, and, oh my gosh, the first time I ever made soul cakes, um, I was at, I was in a sleepy little neighborhood in Tennessee where I was living at the time. And I had gotten this new recipe for soul cakes and I had like carved pentagrams and everyone and set a spell and like did all my things, you know, and I was feeling really good about them. And right about the time I got them out of the oven and I was saying to myself, gosh, I hope we have visitors. The doorbell rang. And I go immediately and I'm telling you, there was nobody out. Like there was, it was nine o'clock, but it was like, there weren't kids in the neighborhood. It wasn't anything like that. You know, like there's not ding dong ditch happening, you know, (laughs) like unless, unless they're coming. Oh no. And you know the the difference when it's fairy spirit, you get that eerie feeling afterward, like in your, in your soul, you're like, something's not right here. (laughs) You do. And I'm a very sensitive person. And I immediately, I was like, I looked over and I (laughs) said, we've got company. <laughs> oh, so absolutely. I mean, I My family I set uh, an altar for uh, the day of the dead. So it's for me, it's like a five day, seven day kind of holiday yeah. where there's a lot of prayer. Um, I also do um, quite a few readings for myself during that time because that's the one mm-hmm. time as a tarot reader, I can, they'll actually tell me what's going on with my life so mm. I, I make it a point to to sit with it but I'm talking to the ancestors specifically and after I put out the food and I start playing music it feels like like a dance hall there's people like spinning yeah. all around and like you start smelling smoke and there's nobody smoking in the house you know it's <laughs> it's even my kids have mentioned it you know like the presence of it but you start to feel it like a week before the air starts to get heavier. You start to feel spirit present everywhere. You start seeing things everywhere. You know, I can't tell you how many pets I've been seeing lately. Cats running all over the place. And I'm like, I don't I have any cats. So- <laughs> Me too. I Okay, listen, I was just talking to my roommate about this because we, we have three cats between the two of us. And um, there I have been seeing shadow cats, little baby kitties. Yeah. Um, you know, hanging out with my cats and curling up next to my cats and in their usual spaces and jumping off the furniture and they've been everywhere. That is so funny that you just said that. Yeah. Well, I saw a cat that I used to have years ago in my house and I'm like, you passed away years ago. And you know, the one orange striped cat I ever had, his name was Abraham Lincoln. And (laughs) my sister named him. (laughs) I have a cat named Frankenstein. I, I, I can't say anything. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. Yeah. Can't so Abraham that. Lincoln passed away years ago. And I heard his meow first, like it sounded really far away. And then I was in my kitchen and I just saw him zip down the hallway. And I was like, that's Sammy. Oh that's God. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my God. What is he doing here? <laughs> Who is your favorite historical witch and why? Okay. <laughs> um. So- so does it have to be like historical or well historical? It can be fictitious too. It could okay. be fictitious. Who knows? Hmm, this is good. So we are actually working on with the Gulashgar, we're working on a, a it's currently unnamed, but it's going to be a major arcana goddess deck. 
And so we have, I'm obsessed. So you can see a lot of the designs already. um, Because as we put out designs, we we go ahead and put them on all of our merch so that people can be enjoying them and getting up for the actual cards. Um, And so we've done like the goddess Caradwin, the Morgan, Morgan Le Fay. Um, You know, like we've done a, a bunch of really famous witches and goddesses, Baba Yaga, um, gosh, Yamaya, like goddesses of witchcraft just everywhere. And, oh, it's so hard to choose one. You know what? I really like Morgan Le Fay though. Just, and I think I like her so much because I look at her story and I'm like, the only damn reason. Oh, sorry. Can I say damn? Y'all, well, I just used the F word earlier. Did you? I didn't even notice. I do. I I'm a, I'm a casual like, swearer. Okay. It just slips out conversation. I don't even notice it anymore. I don't either because I, I, I do curse more than I probably should because I don't <laughs> recognize it anymore. Uh, but yes, anyway. So I was to say that the reason I think I like her so much, it's kind of like out of spite because the only reason she was seen as the villain is because she was a woman who was powerful. So yeah. that's me. Like I, I love all of them, but more you know, Morgan Le Fay. And also my middle name is Morgan. So, so there's some, you know, bias right there. I get a little it. bit, just a little. <laughs> For me, it would be Walter Mercado. He's a mm-hmm. famous Puerto Rican astrologer. I don't only love him because he's Boricua. I love he- him because I grew up watching him on like the Spanish uh, speaking channels for the horoscopes and my abuela would take her VCR and tape it. And then she would like make everybody in the house watch their, uh, you know, Zodiac sign, you know, so just to find out (laughs) and she would like loan the tapes out. So you would know what, Oh my gosh. So like watching him, you know, and seeing like how big he got too. He was the one. Who, Didn't like, he write really a book? The... Yes, I believe he did. Because I feel like I, that's how I knew his name. He was. There's also an amazing documentary about his life on Netflix, which I mm. had me crying like a little baby in my bed when I watched it. <laughs> mm. But he has an incredible story, and like just watching his documentary and seeing his house as a witch, I'm like. I know what's going on over there. <laughs> like you're pretending yeah. there's no, you know, brutia, but there are, there's a, it's all up in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, and and he's a cultural icon, and yeah. he was rocking Liberace style before Liberace. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. I'll have to look at that. I'll have to watch the inter- I mean, the uh, documentary. For sure. Issues. It's one of those soul touching ones. Mm. You're in the witchcraft community, especially the online witchcraft community. This is a question geared towards that community. Um, How do you feel about witchcraft taking an online presence, you know, through the rise of social media and a lot of these social sites, like as a practitioner and an OG, you know, how do you see it? So I have a few different viewpoints on this. First of all, my initial thought is I'm so glad that there is a community that is validating these young witches who otherwise would have been like me and just like 
floundering for five years before they actually found any good literature or good, you know, yeah. source material or, or videos or whatever they could find. Um, I'm, I'm glad that there is so much more of an acceptance and, uh, and an openness to experimenting with your identity as a witch or possibly as a witch. Um, I don't like gatekeeping. Yeah. I really don't like gatekeeping from baby witches. And I don't mean to sound that sound condescending. Oh, I mean girl. that from people who, what I'm saying is it's a practice just like anything else. I've, I'm a vocal, I, I do vocal performance. Right. And yeah. I've, I've studied nine plus years of vocal performance. I don't claim to be a master of vocal performance. I don't claim to be able to like go and teach pedagogy just because I've practiced for nine plus years and here in the same vein, you know, because what, what's going to happen is I don't know. I'm not trained in vocal pedagogy. If I go try to teach it just because I have performance training, yeah, uh, I'm going to hurt someone. I'm going to hurt someone, right. Or hurt myself by trying to teach what I don't fully understand and I haven't been trained in or haven't spent the time working on. And so to find which who um, are relatively new to the craft and you know they've found what works for them and because it's worked for them so well and I think there is good intention there they they tend to gatekeep oh well you have to do it this way you have to use these materials you have to say your spell like this it has to have you know it's it's just very to me it flies in the face of what witchcraft is which is going against the rules, stepping outside of the box, keeping yourself personally accountable with the spirit and with what you do and with the energies energies that you put out into the world, but with everyone else being, you know, essentially saying, just, just don't don't fuck anything up. Don't hurt anyone, you know, like just focus on you. I say to people all the time, like these practices started in the kitchen by dirt poor people who didn't have a pot to piss in. That they yes. use whatever odds and ends they could throw together with prayer and intention and move mountains out of prayer it. and intention is the key. And that's yeah. the thing that kills me too, is like, like we talked about my, I have mental health issues, right? I am medicated. I go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I also come home and do shadow work. I also focus my intentions every morning and everything, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's, there's been people on TikTok, especially who've said, you know, well, you can't, you can't focus your intentions correctly. If your mind is being altered by chemicals and I'm like, bruh, we all have chemicals in our mind. Um, yeah. I just have and lower. It's like, you don't know plant medicine. <laughs> yeah. You don't know plant medicine, witchcraft girl, you know, <laughs> like, yes. Think about medieval witchcraft. Nobody it's was sober all... practicing that. <laughs> no. And it's all, I mean, it's, that's the thing is it's just, I, I believe in there in the balance. And I'm glad that people are finding what works for them. And I will never, I'm not ever going to say to, uh, to a witch who, you know, their practice isn't like mine. I'm not ever going to say, well, you're not a real witch or anything like that. Because if the whole point is, if you call yourself a witch and you feel like your identity is a witch, then babe, you're a witch. Well, and you know, and, and just because a lot of these people five years from now will realize that this part of their identity isn't necessary for who they are as a core person. 
mm-hmm. and they did they decide to stop their practice does not mean they weren't a witch does not mean that that wasn't what they were truly trying to do and i don't like this from other from older witches of shaming the younger is because oh it's in it for the aesthetic and it's like you know who cares is it helping them find who they are is it helping them break the mold of what they've been forced into their whole life? Is it helping them with self-identity and self-exploration? Then that's good. And that's witchcraft. Like, that's it. And, he, that's and all, people you know? forget that it's a craft, not a religion. Yes. Yes. You it's know? a craft. It is and a craft. You can pick personal. it up and put it back in the drawer when you're done. You know, yes, that's a and, beautiful way to put it. And it helps and you go think, through seasons of your life. You know, you might go through a chapter of your life where you got to get paid. You need that money. You, and you don't of have course, time. you're going to do what you got to do to get it. Now, are you going to always be in need of money? If that's the case, you really got to check yourself. Something bigger is going on. But overall, it's usually a quick fix. Same thing with, you know, protection. A lot of us will continuously, you know, have to protect depending on the kind of lifestyles we're living. But it, it, you got to ask yourself at the end of the day, is there a reason everybody's hexing me? Am I the common denominator here? You know, and yeah. on the, the topic of hexes, all of those baby witches that the first thing they want to do is to learn how to hex and curse. And I'm like, that is the last thing you want to learn. That's yes. not the first thing. The first well, thing because- is cleansing, <laughs> you know? The first thing, yeah, cleansing, shadow work, focus on yeah. where your energies are because what you're projecting out is going to come back at you. And I believe that. And I, 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 I I'm not going to say that is, you know, again, I'm never, I'm never going to say everything I believe is true, but it is true to me. And for me and my experience, what you put out comes back and it mm-hmm. does in a good way too. like put out positive energies, put out kindness and generosity and gratefulness and you know, put those things out and see what comes to you. But continuously, just the first thing you do is hop on a hex boat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's beautiful. I, I find the and I think it's important. really healing. So do I. That's one of the things that's been, I mean, I, I am not exaggerating when I say that witchcraft has saved my life on multiple occasions. Girl, I am right with you. I, say I mean, that as well. it has. And, and I'm, again, I want to reiterate just because it has for me doesn't mean it will for anybody else, everybody else. I'm not trying to like evangelize for witchcraft, but (laughs) you know what I mean? But But if you were um, ever going to do it, this would probably be the place you could. Here's my testimony. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, for real though. But like it has, I'm, I mean, the lowest points I've ever been, you know, I might've been able to pick up the tarot deck or light a candle and pray or, you know, just, focus inward or I don't know, there's just been so many different things or little rituals that I've been able to employ to help ground me and get me back, especially when I'm dissociating really poorly, yeah. really badly, or, um, you know, that just help remind me of who I am and, and being here, why I'm here, you know, it's, it's just, I, it truly has changed my life. I agree. I feel like it helps me mitigate the situation. I'm mm-hmm. a, like a, super Capricorn, like multiple times. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) What's your sign, by the way? Do you have a guess? Uh, Ah, no, I see. I feel like I read more like that. I'm an Aries, but I have a Gemini. I can see that. But you you must have some cancer in there. 
<laughs> really, I don't, I don't know what I do. I can't remember. I know that I know if I do, it might be one, but I'm very fire and uh, air heavy. Nice. Well, I am yeah. very like earth on all accounts and super <laughs> Capricorn. So yeah. when, you know, for me, it's like, whenever I feel it's, it's massively helpful with depression. Every time I feel like I'm getting depressed, like witchcraft forces me to take stock and stop mm -hmm. for a second and assess the situation. And it helps me with like, I have that doer syndrome. Like there's something wrong. I need to do something about it. Yeah. And I feel like the craft Ugh. is that doing, you know, yes. it's like, if somebody is sick, I know, okay, let me go get my herbs. Let me go get my egg. Let me go get my sick. So like, like let's go and, and do a blessing and send some prayers and, and good vibrations their way. You know, I feel like I'm doing something. I'm helping. I'm doing my part. And I and feel it's probably like a healthier way to deal with that feeling of needing that, that, that helpless feeling that does often lead back to that depression. You know, it yeah. gives you that, like you said, that outlet to where you feel like you are, like you are doing something, you know? Yeah. And it forces me to like assess myself, you know, like I got to ask myself, like, is she tripping? <laughs> is yeah. this really happening? Or does, is she just super angry? What's going on here? And yeah. I'm able to like see it and go, okay, it's my depressive trigger. Let me do this, this, and this and roll it back a little, you know, whereas well, and like also other types of spirituality, you're not as, you're not forced into that, you know, being in tuned in that way. So it's like, I've, that's why I think I find it so healing is it's just, it forces me to be present and, you know, uh, responsible for myself. Absolutely. That was the perfect way to put it, to be present. And because like you said, you have to take stock whenever you're doing a spell. You can't just really, I say you can't, I don't, I don't. You can, but you shouldn't. Know. You can, you can <laughs> do whatever you want. I don't like to do a spell unless I have really spent a moment. And, you know, again, I'm I always bring it yeah. back to, to vocal performance because that is like my, uh, that's my other craft. It's my other magic. It's my other. Absolutely. If you study right? it, it's part and, of you. Oh, it is. And so for me, for example, if I'm, if I'm preparing to sing a piece, like a classical piece, one thing I had to learn and it truly changed my stage presence and my comfort on stage mm -hmm. and the performance was don't get anxious. Yes. Everyone's looking at you, but this is your moment. Yeah. Take a breath, steady yourself, align your body, make sure those knees aren't buckled or we aren't pop, you know, yeah. tightened. Um, take a good deep breath and release. And that not only learning to do that before you're singing, but to learn to do that under the pressure of however many people are in this auditorium Absolutely. watching you and to calm yourself in such an anxiety inducing adrenaline pumping type of scenario has been incredibly useful for the craft for me. And like you said, because I, I approach my spell work in the same way, I always try to take stock in what my body is doing, my pulse, my breathing, the alignment of my spine and my chakras, like all of it. And in those moments where you're worried and you're depressed or you're all those different things and you're doing spell work, like it does force you to just kind of be present and take stock of yourself. And talk a little bit about tarot because yeah. you have this awesome tarot deck. I have to ask like, 
What got you into tarot? Do you read it yourself? I do read tarot. And actually tarot was the what got me into witchcraft. My uncle, when I was 15, um, did my very first tarot reading for me. And it was so insightful and not, and the thing was, what's crazy about it. And the reason that it stayed with me for so long is because it wasn't only very poignant for what I was going through at the time. um, But it was also years past and it was still things coming true or things that, that I was being warned about that I saw were playing out in the way that like I had made the right decision, but I could see how if I hadn't all the things that in the tarot said would have happened. And, um, which is why, you know, that, I mean, that, that reading changed my life. It really did. And so I've always loved tarot since that moment. Um, and that was what got me into witchcraft. I mean, I, I was interested in witchcraft, but it wasn't, I, you know, I'm a skeptic by nature. Well, tarot Um, is a gateway drug. We all know that. It 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 gets everybody curious. (laughs) Well, because it's not, you know, it's not Ouija. It's not like scary, right? It's not threatening. Um, Yeah. It's not threatening. And, and, you know, and I, I, I really, one of the reasons I love tarot so much is because of the ability to interpret it the way that you feel. And because it is so intuition based, you know, you can, for instance, like I, you know, I, we've created a, a 22 card tarot deck, right? The major arcana tarot tarot deck. And, um, I wrote the guidebook for that along with my partner, but I wrote most of that on my own. And, you know, so I've studied the symbolism and I've written what I believe the symbolism is because it's my art, right? It's our art. Absolutely. Um, but I will be the first person to tell you if you have my deck and you're reading my guidebook and you see one of the elements and you're like, "Mm, I'm not feeling this for what she wrote, then whatever you're feeling it, make that, that's it. But now keep that intention for that, for that symbolism as you're doing your readings, keep that as you're asking your questions and remember what you felt. Do you know what I mean? Make notes, yeah, yeah. Book, whatever you got to do, but make it your own. If, if you're feeling your intuition is saying that this tree means something about like putting down roots and I didn't even mention the tree. Yeah. Or you're like it, wasn't, it wasn't important to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you know, whatever you're feeling from the cards, I think that I think whenever people, I know for me personally, whenever I stopped trying to be perfect and stopped trying to just memorize pages upon pages of symbolism or, or of, you know, what somebody else said the symbols were. Um, and I just started listening to the cards and to myself. That was when I started having the most incredible readings for people and for myself, Absolutely. but yeah, it's, it's, Oh, it's a beautiful art form. <laughs> and, and it, I'm so glad you say it because that's why I love to watch other people read it. You know, like I read it myself all the time. That's that's my day job, literally. And um, just to go and see how other people read it. You know, um, I personally will not ever do a tarot spread. It is just not in me. I forget what they mean half the time. Me it just too. doesn't vibe with me. It's never. I always forget. It. I can't read Oracle decks either. I'm uh, real bad. <laughs> uh, those are too intuitive for me. <laughs> I like. like I, like I could Oracle read decks. them if I gave them my own spin. But yeah, when I, I read that. tarot, like I didn't learn on tarot. I learned on playing cards. Uh, my great grandmother taught me how to read that way. Uh, and like when I saw tarot the first time, I think I was in about middle school, and a friend I was over her house, and her mother had a deck. And I was just flipping through them and I'm like, I can read these. Like, these are similar. You know, we were looking at the book and everything. And I'm like, this is similar to the cards. 
you know, and so that's like when I fell in love with it and I'm a huge art lover. So like Renaissance art and, you know, mm. like Rococo art, and, you know, all the masters. I really like Byzantine religious art too. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Byzantine empire gave us great art. Yes, they did. Those golden <laughs> mosaic tiles. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> but to see the card. The column like, work for me. <laughs> oh, I know, right? It's like they got every version of Jesus from baby Jesus to BG Jesus. (laughs) But like when I saw that these cards could be worked into the tarot and the symbolism that's added to it and how everybody has their take on it. Like it's, it's a living breathing. Like it's almost like expressionist art, you know, like a performance. That's a great way to put that. Yes. And it's like ever breathing and ever growing. We all have our different way to read it. And, you know, and to me, like just seeing people connect with it and when they hear the messages and they go, oh yeah, that's right. Just that look that they get, like you could see the wheels turning and you (laughs) see that like it's opening a door that was closed Uh. before. And it's, it's so nice to see. And by giving readings, you know, I fell in love with seeing people's journeys. Like I have mm-hmm. so many regular clients that I've been reading for them for years. And I like, they are so different from the first time I met them, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, you get invested, you know, Yeah, <laughs> I'm well, always I rooting think, for everyone. <laughs> well, and I think in the same way that we use it for our own self-help and our own self-reflection, like you get to you get to use your practice and your abilities to help somebody else in their development. That is amazing. You know, and that's, that's such a beautiful, joyous blessing of a thing to be able to do, you know, understand. I want to ask you quickly, um, how do we get a hold of you? What are your social media links so that everybody can follow you and stay um, in touch and see what's going on with you when you're putting out new designs and new cards? Yeah. So uh, I recommend, First, if you have an Etsy, go ahead and find us on Etsy. If you can just go to um, Etsy.com slash shop slash the ghoulish garb. No exclamation point, no periods or anything like that. Um, and then go if you go there, you can follow us on Etsy so that any new products you'll be able to be notified for. But we also have an Instagram, which I run, that is at the underscore, underscore ghoulish underscore garb, the ghoulish garb. And then my TikTok is at the underscore foolish underscore gal. So, um, but yeah, my TikTok is probably going to be the easiest place to get a hold of me uh, other than Etsy and um, email. So my email is thefoolishgal at gmail.com. And we can also have support messages through my business email, which is support at thefoolishgarb.com. That was a lot of stuff. Whew. But yeah. Let's say here, bye. I'm Athena Silver. I'm your host. Um, I'm a professional psychic medium and a witch. For anybody who would like to schedule a reading with me, I do mediumship and tarot readings and past life readings and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, My website is readingswithathenasilver.com. My Instagram is at athena.silver. My TikTok is at athena underscore silver. And my Facebook is at readingswithathenasilver. We thank you for tuning in to this amazing October special guest interview. And we hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. 
check in with us every other week at the Rebel Pro Psychic Show on YouTube and on all major podcasting apps. Have a spooky day, everyone.